Welcome to the ET Considers Everything podcast for Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. This edition will be taking a look back at the weekend of high school, college, and professional football with a preview of this week's upcoming high school, professional, and college football games as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get going with this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Last weekend in high school football. Central defeated Virginia High 28-21 in the 93-5 WAXM game of the week. Over on 92-5 WLSD, the voice of the Bears, the Union Bears upset the Graham G-Men 37-35. Ridgeview defeated Gate City 42-7. Chihuahua defeated Eastside 62-28. Jai Burton defeated Twin Springs 41-0. Patrick Henry defeated Lehigh 51-6. Thomas Walker defeated Ryko 54-12. Galax defeated Royal Retreat 55-14. We had Richlands upsetting Abingdon 31-21. Marion defeating John Battle 9-7. Northwood defeating Twin Valley 18-0. We had Grundy defeating Eastridge 40-0. Narrows defeating Giles 20-8. We had George West defeating Carroll County 65-35. Hidden Valley defeating Glenver, 19-7. We had Fort Chiswell defeating Floyd County, 13-0. In overtime, we had Gretna defeat Radford, 21-20. We had Salem defeat Northside, 21-14. And Lord Botetot defeating Campbell County, 49-0. Over in Northeast Tennessee last week, we had Barron County defeat Hancock County, 41-7. We had Chucky Dope defeat North Green 55-28. Tennessee High defeating Morristown East 42-7. Elizabethan defeating Granger 37-0. David Crockett defeating Cock County 35-0. Science Hill defeating Jefferson County 42-8. We had Happy Valley defeating Cosby 40-7. Jellicoe defeating Unica by a final score of 30-16. We had South Green defeating Sullivan North 22-0. We had Union County defeating Sullivan East 27-20. Sullivan South defeating Sullivan Central 47-23. Cleveland defeating Hancock County 30-6. Greenville defeating Austin East 49-22. Cherokee defeating Volunteer 41-6. Unicoi County defeating Claiborne 58-7. Dobbins Bennett defeating Hardin Valley 42-0. Johnson County defeating West Green 22-21. Knox Halls defeating Knox Carter 21-19. Sevier County defeating, or South Bowl defeating Sevier County 60-20. Carnes defeating Knox Fulton 28-20. Alcoa defeating Pigeon Forwards 56-0. Gatlinburg Pittman defeating Scott County 51-6. Happy Valley defeating Cosby 40-7. Knox Catholic defeating uh, Mock McCalley County defeating Knox Catholic 50-14. Knox West defeating Oak Ridge 24-7. Knox Central defeating Seymour 49-3. And Farragut defeating Morristown West 42-14. Over in Southeast Kentucky last week, we had Middlesboro defeating Pineville 20-19. Wayne County defeating Harlan County 55-22. Bell County defeating Whitley County 42-21. Clay County defeating Leslie County, 47-30. Breathitt County defeating Powell County, 56-6. Knott County Central defeating Betsy Lane, 28-22. North Laurel defeating Perry Central, 20-8. to 
Hazard defeating Danville, 30 to 29. Shelby Valley defeating Phelps, 50 to 12. Pikeville upsetting Belfry, 22 to 21. Floyd Central defeating Prestonsburg, 40 to 13. We had Pike Central defeating Letcher Central, 40 to 35. And Lexington Christian defeating Lexington Catholic by a final score of 43 to 42. Those are all your scores from high school football last week. One story I do want to kind of get into and touch on before I recap the college football action from last week is the closure of the Jenkins football program for the rest of this season. You know, it's it's hard to maintain a football program when you only have so many kids that are willing to come out and be on the team. And I feel for all these kids that wanted to make an effort to have a football team over in Jenkins because... You know, it meant the world to those kids to be able to go out and play on those Friday nights. And I just, I've been there. I'm, I've been in a small school. Luckily, we we had the numbers to go out and play football. But seeing this uh, program having to close up shop for the rest of this year has really uh, touched on my heart and really sad. You know, Jenkins is our next door neighbor in Pound. So, you know, it was a very good border rivalry. And me and Steve Kern touched on this last week on the scoreboard show. You know, we we had a great rivalry with them, not only in football, but in basketball as well and baseball. And it's just it's sad to see this program having to shut down for the rest of this year. But they have a great middle school program, a great junior varsity program that will have numbers coming back up for the kids next year. So... Hopefully they'll be able to resume the varsity football program next year over at Jenkins and everything will work out right in the end. But I just want to touch on that for a minute and wish the best to all those kids who are not going to be able to play high school football during their senior season over at Jenkins. Um, it's a rough thing for sure. And, you know, I, I've, I was never an athlete in high school. I mean, I played in middle school and junior varsity, but... I never played in high school, and I would always attend as a fan, but hearing stories like this just touch on my heart heavily, and I really hope that these kids will get the opportunity to play again and be able to fulfill whatever they want to do. So there's my thoughts on the Jenkins program having to shut down for the rest of the season for high school football. And I do wish all those kids the very best moving forward. Last weekend, the NCAA football top 25. We had USC defeat Utah to 30-23. Boise defeating Air Force 30-19. Wisconsin defeating Michigan 35-14. Alabama defeating Sullivan Miss 42-7. LSU defeating Vanderbilt 66-38. Cal defeating Mississippi 28-20. Florida defeating Tennessee 34-3. Pittsburgh upsetting Central Florida, who were previously undefeated in that, going into that matchup, 35-34. Auburn defeating Texas A&M 28-20. SMU defeating Texas Christian University 41-35. Washington defeating BYU 45-19. Ohio State defeating Miami of Ohio, get this score, 76-5. Virginia defeating Old Dominion, 28-17. Oregon defeating Stanford, 21-6.
Texas defeating Oklahoma State 36-30. Clemson defeating the University of Charlotte 52-10. The game of the weekend, Georgia defeating Notre Dame 23-17. Colorado defeats Arizona State 34-21. And in the high-scoring matchup of the NCAA football season so far, UCLA picks up their first victory of the season, coming back from a 35-point second-half deficit to defeat Washington State 67-63. As a look back at the college football top 25 schedule from last weekend, locally, Mars Hill defeated UVA-wise 21-14 in the South Atlantic Conference home opener for the Highland Cavaliers. And it was a strong display for the special teams unit, Demetrius Mann having another punt return for a touchdown, defense playing great, stopping the run, um, Pass defense, kind of a weak spot for us this year, but that'll improve as time goes on. And um, it was a good ball game, but UVA-wise, they have a tough test this weekend going down to Carson Newman, who lost to Wingate, who's nationally ranked, I believe, at number 19, 30-28 last weekend. So it's going to be a tough test for the Highland Cavaliers going down to Carson Newman this weekend in another South Atlantic Conference uh, matchup. This time, they're a road opener as they take on the Carson Newman Eagles. So it should be a fun matchup there. Looking forward to being a part of the broadcast and being down there in Jefferson City to watch that contest live. So there's a look back at the college football top 25 schedule and the local action for the UVA-wise Highland Cavaliers. Take a look back at the NFL Week 3 from last weekend. On Thursday Night Football last week, Jacksonville defeated Tennessee 20-7. Moving on to games from Sunday last week, Buffalo defeating Cincinnati 21-17. Kansas City defeating Baltimore 33-28. Minnesota defeating Oakland 34-14. Indianapolis defeating Atlanta 27-24. Detroit defeating Philadelphia by that same score, 27-24. Dallas defeating Miami, 31-6. New England defeating the New York Jets, 30-14. Green Bay defeating Denver, 27-16. The New York Giants defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 32-31. Carolina defeating Arizona, 38-20. New Orleans defeating Seattle, 33-21. Houston defeating L.A., 27 to 20. San Francisco defeating Pittsburgh, 24 to 20. Los Angeles Rams defeating the Cleveland Browns, 20 to 13. And last night on Monday Night Football, it was the Chicago Bears picking up the win in that matchup, defeating the Washington Redskins, 31 to 15. So there's you a look back on the NFL weekend from this past weekend. Um, some notable scores there that I'm going to touch on real quick before I go on to preview this week's action. One that stands out to me the most, and um, I, I don't know why, but I feel like the New Orleans score stands out to me the most. And here's the reason. Um, New Orleans is playing their backup quarterback right now, Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Brees has a broken hand broken thumb, which you can characterize as a broken hand. And he's going to be out for the next six weeks. So for them to go on the road, to face all that adversity, 
to play in what is my opinion the toughest toughest atmosphere in the NFC to play in in Seattle and pick up that victory was huge not only for that team but for that city as well so congratulations to the New Orleans Saints another score that stands out to me Houston going on the road to defeat LA 27-20 that's a big win for the Houston Texans um, Sean Watson um, losing that week one showdown to Drew Brees and the Saints but they have reeled off two straight victories um, Pittsburgh's off to an 0-3 start that's rough Washington off to an 0-3 start that's rough as well um, I'm not going to touch much on that because the Steelers are my dad's team and the Redskins are my brother's team. So it's tough to see them be off to tough starts. But, you know, there's a lot of season left and there's room for improvement, no doubt. But we'll just have to wait and see what the rest of the season has to bring. And we'll see if they can pick up some victories here as the season progresses. Notable undefeated teams include the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, other notable teams as well that are undefeated. Um, big time wins for all those teams this past weekend. Uh, another team that's undefeated that I've been paying attention to is Buffalo. Buffalo's been playing a strong season all year so far. So they're undefeated, and uh, it'll be fun to see how the rest of the NFL season goes. Hard to believe we're already getting ready to go into week four. First bye weeks take place this week with the New York Jets and the San Francisco 49ers having a bye week. So as you look back on week three in the NFL last week, there's my football recap from this past weekend for local high school football action, top 25 in college, breakdown the UVA-wise game and the professional football landscape as well. Let's go ahead and preview this week's action in high school football, college, and in the, in the NFL. In Southwest Virginia high school football this week, teams that are on a bye, big list of them, Central, J.I. Burton, Hurley, Twin Springs, Virginia High, and Narrows all having a bye this week. So lots of teams getting some rest here in the middle of the season. Good time to have a bye week, I believe. About week five is a good place to um, reflect, have some time off to get some rest. So, there you go. This week in high school football here in Southwest Virginia, in our game of the week on 93.5 WXM, the east side traveling to Lebanon to take on the Pioneers. We'll have on 92.5 WLSD, the voice of the Bears, will be Gate City traveling to Union. Abingdon is at Tennessee High. Castlewood is at Rye Cove. Galax at Northside. George Wythe at Auburn. Radford at Giles. Glenver at James River. Grayson County at Marion. Grundy at Honeacre. Rural Retreat at Holston. John Battle at Patrick Henry. Lehigh is at Ridgeview. Chilhowie at Northwood. Richlands at Bluefield, West Virginia. Taswell at Princeton, West Virginia, Thomas Walker at Pineville, Kentucky, and Twin Valley at Craig County. Games in Northeast Tennessee that are taking place this week. Buys include Cock County, Greenville, Knox Fulton, Morristown East, Morristown West, Sullivan South, and Volunteer. Tyner is at Alcoa, 
South Bull at Knox Carter, Knoxville Central at Knox Central, Kentucky. A confusing matchup there. I'll have to uh, definitely pay attention to how I read that on Friday night on the scoreboard show. South Green at Chucky Doak, Cladland at Avery County, North Carolina, Daniel Boone at Dobbins Bennett, David Crockett at Sullivan Central, Cherokee at Elizabethan. We have Knox Farragut at Maryville, Gatlinburg Pittman at Trinity Christian Academy, Knox Halls at Powell County, Hampton at Johnson County, Jellicoe at North Green, Pigeon Forge at Sullivan North, Knox Catholic at Science Hill, Sullivan East at Unicoi County, and Cosby taking on West Green. Games in Southeast Kentucky this week, notable buys include Harlan City and Jenkins Independent, of course. I mentioned there in the previous one of the previous segments that Jenkins had to suspend their football program for the rest of the season due to not having enough players to field a team. So thus that happening, Harlan will have a bye week this week, Harlan City. Games in Southeast Kentucky include McGoffin County at Belfry. Bell County at McCreary Central, Betsy Lane at Phelps, Breathitt County at Middlesboro, East Ridge at Prestonsburg, Harlan County at Clay County, Paintsville at Hazard, Simon Kenton at Johnson Central, Knott Central at Morgan County, Leslie County at Owen County, Perry Central at Letcher Central, Pike Central at Floyd Central, Pikeville at Lawrence County, Shelby Valley at West Carter, and Pulaski County at Whitley County. Overall record through five weeks for me in high school football, I am 194-63 and 63 on the season thus far. So, very successful year for me so far. I'm not going to press my luck and brag about it, but I'm very happy through five weeks with my picking so far. In the NCAA football top 25 this weekend on Friday night, Penn State at Maryland, Arizona State at number 15 Cal, Penn State's number 12. On Saturday at noon, Rutgers at number 20 Michigan, number 23 Texas A&M at Arkansas, Middle Tennessee State at number 14 Iowa. We'll have Texas Tech at number 6 Oklahoma. Northwestern at number 8, Wisconsin. 3.30 slated games. Big one in Notre Dame as number 18, Virginia. Takes on number 10, Notre Dame. Indiana at number 25, Michigan State. Number 1, Clemson at North Carolina. Ole Miss at number 2, Alabama. Number 21, USC at number 17, Washington. 4 p.m. game, Towson at number 9, Florida. 7 p.m. games, UConn at number 22, Central Florida, Mississippi State at number 7, Auburn, Kansas, number 24, Kansas State at Oklahoma State, 7.30 p.m. game, number 5, Ohio State at Nebraska, and the nightcap, 10 p.m. game, Washington State is at number 19, Utah. Through four weeks of picking college football, I am 76-11. and 11. Very happy with my cliff there as well. Um... The season will get tougher, of course, to pick games as more ranked matchups. Having teams pitted against each other that are ranked will take place. So the uh, picking will get tougher there, no doubt. And uh, we'll see what's to unfold here as the rest of the season 
progresses. Moving ahead to the NFL this week on Thursday Night Football, it will be the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Washington is at the New York Giants. Tennessee is at Atlanta. Cleveland is at Baltimore. New York, New England is at Buffalo. Kansas City is at Detroit. Carolina is at Houston. Oakland is at Indianapolis. The LA Chargers are at the Miami Dolphins. Seattle Seahawks are at the Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the LA Rams. Minnesota is at Chicago. Jacksonville is at Denver. Sunday Night Football, Dallas is at New Orleans. And Monday Night Football will be Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Bye weeks this week include the New York Jets and the San Francisco 49ers. So, lots of great action from this past weekend. And it's going to be fun to see how everything unfolds here throughout the rest of the year. And I look forward to uh, covering it, no doubt. And... It's going to be fun to see how everything shapes up because as the football season progresses, you, you see trends that take place. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting to keep up with. And I always look forward to uh, keeping an eye on everything and what's going to be taking place across the landscape. And not only professional football, but the uh, college game as well. And what's going to be taking place throughout the rest of the year because you really get a true appreciation of what these teams go through and what they do to get to where they are. And I uh, have a fun time to see where these teams go. So it's a very fun season, always is. And I always look forward to Looking ahead to the games of the week, what's going to be taking place? Who's the teams to watch out for? After three weeks of picking pro football, I'm 33-14-1. and one. Uh, Started out real hot out of the gate, went 13-2-1 the first week, and I was very happy with that. Um, past two weeks, I've gone 10-6 and six and 10-6, and six. so uh, slowed down a little bit picking in NFL. But still a pretty good clear for this season so far, and uh, very happy with that. Um, picking around 70 to 75% in high school football, which my goal each season with as many games as I pick is to have about a 70% cliff. In uh, college football, I like to pick around 85 to 90% correct. And then in pro football, I usually like to have a percentage very similar to what I do in high school, kind of 70 to 75%. If I do that, then I'll very, I'm very happy with what I do. So, there's your look ahead to the high school, college, and NFL weekend for next week. And uh, I look forward to covering all this action for you on the Five Star Scoreboard Show coming up this Friday night on 93.5 WXM after our game of the week between the Eastside Spartans and the Lebanon Pioneers, both those teams looking for their first victory of the season and to keep their playoff chances alive as we move towards the end of September and get ready for October and the four first PowerPoint rankings, which I, will, I believe will be out next week. So um, I'll definitely keep an eye on that and see when they're going to be out and released. But 
I'm uh, very much looking forward to um, this weekend, not only in high school football, but in college football and in NFL as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing how UVA Wise responds after losing their home opener in the South Atlantic Conference last week. It was a, a tough loss to take on the chin, but um, they'll try to rebound here as they go to Carson Newman this week, and then they go to the prohibitive favorite in the South Atlantic Conference next week, Lenore Ryan, before going to Newberry to end this three-game road trip that they'll have. But I look forward to going with college this weekend. Um, this will be the first opportunity I've had to go to a road game. And uh, I'm very appreciative of Daryl Dingus Ely, our sports information director. Very appreciative of our, our athletics director, Kendall Rainey. Um, very appreciative of Eric Limley. People like that on our staff who are just tremendous people. And... Um, people I have a lot of respect for. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't miss, uh, didn't appreciate our associate sports information director, and that's uh, Elise Bryant. She does a fantastic job, too. And, uh, you know, our sports information staff, uh, you know, we got only two, two full-time workers, but I consider myself a uh, volunteer but I do try to be here mostly every day during the week. And, you know, I have a great pride in helping my alma mater and our sports information department and our athletic clubs. And I'm thankful for the bonds that I've made, not only with our staff in the sports information office, but people from all around campus and uh, a couple others that, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to our the director of the Pryor Center. It's Chris Davis. He does a lot not only for our athletic clubs, but uh, organizing events for the Pryor Center, um, running these athletic events not only at the Pryor Center, but at Carl Smith Stadium, being the PA announcer for football, for basketball. Um, he just does an amazing job, and I'm very, I'm very thankful for his friendship as well. And uh, I want to thank uh, Nick Marshall as well. Nick Marshall does a fantastic job um, running our athletic events online for the streaming. And uh, that's on uvawisecavs.com and then through our new UVA Wise Cavs app, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, I think it would be good if we could uh, maybe put in like our athletics website on there as well, like a link to it and to uh, get a better appreciation there for the work that we all do together. But those fine individuals I want to thank as well and uh, their support, their love throughout the years has uh, meant a lot to me. You know, I've only been here a little over a year now, but I feel like I've been here a lifetime because I went to school here, I finished my bachelor's degree in 2016, took a couple of years off to kind of rest my mind, to focus more on the scoreboard show and to announce baseball at Central, but now working for uh, UVA Wise Athletics, working for the Sports Information Department, truly means a lot, and I'm very thankful for 
all the opportunities that I've had to not only work on campus with these sporting events and with these teams, but for the people I've met. And it means a lot. So I look forward to going down to Carson Newman with them this weekend and to uh, do my Scouting the Opponent piece live on the air. That'll be something I haven't done yet. I've recorded usually all of my pieces, but it'll be the first time I do it live. And I look forward to uh, doing that as well, being with Steve Kern, Zach Hilton, our great sports broadcasting team here with UBA Wise. It'll be a lot of fun for traveling with Daryl and everybody that's going with us this weekend to Carson Newman should be a lot of fun. So just wanted to touch on that for a minute here at the end of this podcast and just to let everybody know how appreciative I am not only for volunteering here at the college and getting to do what I love in in sports, but to getting to watch these sporting events and to getting to be close to these wonderful athletes is something that is very special and not everybody will get that opportunity so that's a good thing and I'm very blessed to get to do all that I love to do so with that being said ladies and gentlemen I recapped the high school football college football and NFL weekend from last week and previewed this weekend's games in high school football locally college football in the top 25, and in the NFL, gave you a look at who's going to be on bye weeks this week, and I, I tipped my cap to everybody in the UVA Wise Sports Information Department and our entire athletic staff and what we have to do to build these events up to make them possible, and so thankful for all the people that I've got to know over the past year or so, not only in sports information, but in, across campus. It's a blessing to be able to work for my alma mater. And, you know, it It might not seem like work. You know, I, I, I might say I'm a volunteer. I am a volunteer. And I'm totally fine with being that because I do love what I do. But... When push comes to shove at the end of the day, it's what I love to do. And everybody that gets close to me, everybody that knows me, truly appreciates my love for the sports world and everything that we get to do. So, there you go. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast here. Well, thank you all so much for joining me today. If, uh, you don't mind, tell your friends about this podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, um, wherever you get your podcast at, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to me. And I say I'm going to try to come to you at least once a week to talk about what's going on in sports world, sometimes what's going on in the wrestling world, and all that good stuff. So there's where you can get my podcast at. One final thing before I get off here and head into the sports information office today at the college. We'll be having a round table in the backyard this upcoming Sunday after a ECWA event uprise. Um, I've retired from competition. I'm no longer competing in the backyard. But I've been wanting to do this for a long time. 
and this is something that I feel like has needed to be done. In this roundtable, you'll see the UCWA owner, Logan Price. You'll see the ACBW owner, Hunter Becker. You'll be seeing the current UCWA general manager, Clay Mercer. You'll be hearing from the former UCWA general manager, Mikey Reedy, our current world champion. You'll be hearing from former GSW owners, Dustin Little and Nicole Little. Hopefully, they'll be there for Uprise this Sunday, and uh, we'll get to talk to them. And you'll be hearing probably from former G GSW general manager Bobby Rudder. And just a great, a great roundtable discussion that I am really looking forward to. And it might be one of the longest podcasts I'll do. But you know what? I'm going to have fun with it. And I look forward to uh, sharing that with you all coming up. We'll have that coming up Sunday. I'll record it. And then I'll save it, and we'll have that for you probably coming up early next week. And be a lot of fun to see what's on everybody's mind. And uh, that's one that I've really looked forward to do for a long time. And that, I believe, will almost be the 25th episode that ET Considers Everything podcast. So I think that'll be fitting that we do that. And... It'll be a lot of fun to hear stories from not only GSW's past, but here in UCWA, what's going on in ACBW, um, how our origins all started in backyard wrestling, and uh, what it has meant to all of us. I just, I just feel like it's a great podcast that we've needed to do for a long time, and it's going to be so much fun, and I look forward to it. So... With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, my name is E.T. Eric Tyler Mullins. You've been listening to E.T. Considers Everything for Tuesday, September the 24th, 2019. And ladies and gentlemen, I will see you all next time. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. All your support means the world to me. And without you, none of this is possible, folks. So with that being said... I'll see you next time. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening.